You're gonna need me on this one, Master. Oh, I agree. However, it may turn out just to be a wild panther chase. Master. I've disappointed you. I haven't been very appreciative of your training. I've been arrogant, and I apologize. I've just been so frustrated with the Council. You are strong and wise, Anakin, and I am very proud of you. I have trained you since you were a small boy. I have taught you everything I know. And you have become a far greater Jedi than I could ever hope to be. But be patient, Anakin. It will not be long before the Council makes you a Jedi Master. Obi-Wan, may the Force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the Force be with you. You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? It's a ship that made the Kessel Run less than 12 farms. Hey everyone, and welcome to Kessel Run Weekly. My name's Kristen. And I'm Danny. And welcome back, Kristen. <laughs> Last week, uh, Anna joined me for the show, and so it's good to have you back. Uh, good to be back. She, she did awesome in your stead and everything. Um, definitely looking forward to, to more in the future uh, for all of us to join together. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um, but without further ado, uh, I think we should go ahead and get into the news because we got a lot to talk about this uh, this week. Yeah, we sure do. Let's get started. We have something to report. Absolutely. So the first piece of news that we have, um, episode nine has wrapped principal photography. Oh my gosh! Like, I'm so excited to just, yeah. just to see what J.J. Abrams is doing uh, through this. Um, to kind of, if you haven't seen it, for one, the picture is beautiful. Um, it's of Daisy, uh, John, and Oscar all hugging and it looks emotional. And obviously, it's on the set, so I've been trying to like go over it with a microscope to find anything. No luck yet. Uh, <laughs> um. But it looks really cool, uh, really exciting. Um, but JJ tw- uh, tweeted and Instagrammed and Facebook the whole thing uh, with the caption, It feels impossible, but today wrapped photography on episode 9. There is no adequate way to thank this truly magical crew and cast. I'm forever indebted to you all. Mm, love JJ. Yes. So, so what do you feel like you're most excited about for episode 9? I don't know. I mean, we haven't seen anything about it yet, really. We don't even really... Well, speculate. Theorize. I can't speculate. I feel like both of us like... live with a tinfoil hat on, so... Yeah, but I, I don't... I don't know. Like, they're not my own <laughs> thoughts right now. It's just stuff that I've kind of mm-hmm. found on the internet, like... Well, so... the deep dark web. <laughs> so I know this is dangerous, but... Well, for some people, for us, it's fine. But so what is one thing out of seeing Force Awakens and Last Jedi that you feel you want to see in Episode Nine? Like, see, continue, resolve, whatever. Um, I guess I need this whole Raylo thing to end. <laughs> to end? Yeah, because obviously I'm, I'm not I'm not fan of mm-hmm. it. I don't I don't ship it. So I just need like her to be like, we are never ever ever getting back together. We. I just need her to be like that, like pull a Taylor real quick and just just... start dancing in the middle for no reason. Yeah, exactly. Nice. (laughs) Like we are never getting back together. I dig it. Like 
ever. <laughs> I think I'm interested to see what they're going to do uh, with Kylo. Um, with now him being kind of unhinged and off the leash. And it, it, I'm, I'm interested to see, I guess, what's going to happen with him. Yeah. Um, because it could go a lot of different ways. Also, uh, Knights of Ren. I need them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got to see some Knights of Ren. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm interested in Kylo, too. I don't, I don't know. Like, I felt like the last movie, he had a little temper tantrum. A little. <laughs> and I don't know. Like, I just feel like I need to see a more, like, thought out Kylo. Like, a more, I'm... Um, Set in my ways, this is me, kind of... Yeah, not yeah. fire all my weapons at one guy who actually is, like, a hologram. <laughs> Joke's on you. <laughs> right. He's a goose or, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I need him to be more scary. Well, and I feel like, um, and without getting, I guess, too deep into it, but I feel like Anakin kind of took a lot of the path that we're seeing with Kylo, um, where it was unbridled rage with the Tusken Raiders and everything that he killed and all that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden in Revenge of the Sith on into the original trilogy, there was the resolve of, I am me. This is who I've become. There is no Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker, I killed Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Um, which I think is the path that Kylo's running down right now. Right, um, he's like, I killed Ben. Yeah, I killed Ben Solo. Yeah. Uh, he was weak. Kind of like what he tells, uh, I almost said Harrison Ford, Han. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong, but uh, Han on the bridge in uh, The Force Awakens. So, I don't know. I'm interested to see where he's going to be. I saw some fan art uh, of uh, a shaved head Kylo. <laughs> yeah, and I know everyone's kind of, well, not everyone. I know there's a lot of people wanting that redemption, that, oh, he's still got the good inside of him, turn, be good. But then I feel like if he turns, like, who's going to be the next big bad? Like, I'm kind of... Well, this is the end of the story. What's what I'm saying? So, yeah. Like, well, the Skywalker story. That's what I'm saying. Like, how are you going to introduce somebody um, bad in the last movie? Because mm -hmm. Snoke's... I mean, he's got to be the villain yeah. at this point. Snoke's kind of dead. Yeah. I mean, there's really nobody else. I feel like that could just. No, Maul's dead. No, mind. I was like, unless Maul just made like a. a crazy you really appearance. want him to be alive. No, I just like, he just keeps showing up. No, you can't act like I'm wrong. You're right. You think the man's dead like three times and he shows up. <laughs> he just keeps showing up. Yeah. <laughs> Death just doesn't, doesn't suit him. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you need to replace the where's Waldo, where's Maul? Oh man. Or something. Like, where's, where's Maul? <laughs> there he is. <laughs> there he is. Oh, you were there all the whole time. <laughs> right. I know. I mean, I agree. I think that Kylo will be the the villain. I don't you can't introduce somebody else at the very very end which I say that, but at the same time Return of the Jedi kind of did that with the Emperor. Um he was I think kind of introduced in Empire Strikes Back in a hologram. Yeah. Um, and then Return of the Jedi, he arrived. So, I mean, I guess there can be bigger, badder than Kylo. Um, but I don't know. I just, I want to see Kylo be Kylo, you know? Um, I, I think he's past the point of redemption at this point. And it's not necessarily that he cannot be redeemed. I don't think he wants to. I think he's he's found it. I'm done. Like, this is it. Yeah, kind of agree. I mean, after you kind of killed your father, it's like you just took a whole new step. Yeah, and then so. his girl broke up with him. Like, I mean, it's it's a hard 
hard to get past. Yeah, it really is. But I don't know. Like she I literally know. slammed a door in his face. Yeah, so. legit. So I mean, I know people want that like redemption for him, but at the same time, I just don't see an enjoyable movie mm-hmm. with redemption like that. I feel you. You know what I'm saying? Not unless like. Because normally, and you can't like I'm wrong, if he were to do that, he would have to like, it ended up being like a sacrificial thing. Mm-hmm. And you know it. Like, once somebody goes too far past a level, in order to even redeem themselves, they have to like, sacrifice something in order to get themselves back on the good side. So like, he'd have to sacrifice like, himself to something else bad or something like that in order to be like, no. Which is what Vader did in Return of the Jedi. So we exactly. may see it come full circle. Because like, exactly. I mean, if you think about it, if Vader had survived like... Was he just gonna, was he just gonna waltz back up to the rebels and be like, "Hey yo, my bad." <laughs> Sorry, I killed a lot of your people. Yeah, that that whole Alvaron thing, my fault. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Um, I think that we probably will see a lot of a lot of stuff reminiscent of Return of the Jedi because well, I mean the way the this the trilogy has been formulating. I mean it takes a lot of key points from the original trilogy yeah um but it's hero storytelling yeah so exactly so yeah so i think we will see a lot of return of the jedi and all that kind of stuff which will be really cool but i'm really excited especially now that principal photography is over so shooting as of right now is done they're into editing it's almost here i know i'm so excited i'm excited honestly (laughs) um i'm just i'm ready to get more info on it. like to see trailers to see like spots like tv spots and stuff like that like mm-hmm. i don't know 43 days yeah 43 days and we'll be at star wars celebration chicago where we will likely get our first episode nine trailer yeah you're not excited no i am excited <laughs> i'm just teasing <laughs> i'm like cheesing super hard over here i'm so excited I'm I'm very pumped, especially with the art that they've been releasing here in the last yeah. few days, available for pre-order for people who actually get to go to Celebration and got tickets and stuff like that and everything. Um, a lot of it's really cool. Like, there's one that's called The Good in Him. Mm-hmm. That's like Padme, but like there's like a hint, like a ghost of Vader. Yeah, it and, took me a minute because you sent it to me. Yeah. And I like looked at it on my phone and I was kind of like... Okay. It hurt my heart. Well, I didn't see it. And then, like, later that night, I got home from work. You were like, look at this. And I was like, I saw it. And you are like, no, but look at it. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> exactly how it went. That's exactly how it went. <laughs> Real life reenactment. <laughs> um, Might be slightly dramatized. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there was a lot of cool stuff that, um, that, that they've been releasing and everything. So... I'm really excited to see what else comes from it because we're getting more and more guest announcements, all that kind of stuff. So 43 days, Tower Celebration. Oh my God. We'll be in Chicago. I'm so excited. I think I'm just going to run around the little stadium thing like a mad person. <laughs> you're going to finally see the panel schedule and like all the things and you're going to be like, I'm going to do this, do this. But no. Kristen, they're happening all at the same time. No, I don't care. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. You took what I said out of context. Oh, okay. I don't literally mean running, like, to go do everything. I meant oh. just physically run around. <laughs> like, just run in circles around all of it. Just overwhelmed with excitement. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I should have clarified that. Because you, you totally thought I meant, like, I'm going to be running from panel to panel. No. I mean just physically running around the arena. Or whatever the heck this thing is. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> 
just, like, I just got I just got a visual of you running through just be like ah, ah, and going back and Precisely. forth. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. It's like did somebody see that screaming lady run through? Oh, that was just Kristen. Just pay her no yeah, attention. Yeah, she's on her seventh lap. It's fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm excited. I'm I'm pumped. I want to see that. That's going to happen. I need to come up with something comical to wear. Comical? I don't know. A lot of people are uh, pulling for Lumpy. I cannot pull that <laughs> off. I cannot pull that off. I think you can pull it off. I have 40-something days. I cannot pull that off. That's true. The time frame is kind of short. All right. So our next piece of news that we have, um, announcing Triple Force Friday. Yeah, this one's going to be pretty exciting. So yeah. in the past, um, Force Fridays, they've just released like one featured product. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, like Last Jedi, TFA. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this year. It's triple the fun. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So we're getting three <laughs> things this year. Yes. Um, pretty exciting. So obviously triple Force Friday. Um, we'll be getting episode nine, mm-hmm. The Mandalorian, yes. as well as Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, And it all kicks off on October 4th. Ooh. Which, by the way, kind of gives you an idea of when these things are going to be releasing. Yeah. Because we don't have any information on The Mandalorian, or at, literally this is the second time I've heard Jedi Fallen Order even be mentioned in like, the, the last game, year. Right? Yeah. Okay. That's the one where it's like post-Order 66, like you're running from the army and everything like you're run you're on the run yeah yeah um it's supposed to be like this like real world well not real world but like rpg kind of thing open world kind of deal yeah if it's october 4th i wonder if we're getting like the mandalorian the game all this other kind of stuff probably like in time for christmas kind of thing i mean definitely episode nine because Mm -hmm. i feel like that's tradition like that's not Mm -hmm. negotiable right um i feel like it'd be a little much to release all of it in like mm-hmm. November, December, considering we're yeah. getting that in October, unless they plan on releasing like the the video game like a couple weeks in October. Mm-hmm. Well, if you think about it, so like going by fall TV schedules, like when premieres happen and things like that, it's normally about the first or second week of October uh, for some shows. Um, you got like September, October around that time, and so October fourth, if the Mandalorians happen, it's either going to be September or right after this or right on this October. But just kind of looking at, like, the release for these things, um, because, I mean, you're looking at, like, toys, clothes. I mean, they even mentioned home goods <laughs> in this with themed around the, the show, the movie, and the video game and everything. And so I think it's going to be really cool because if this is around the release time or at least shortly before, then that means we're going to get information on The Mandalorian. It could be, already be in progress at that point. Could but be. We'll at least get information on um jedi fallen order because mm-hmm. if it's if this is kind of like ahead of it hey here's some stuff for the game could either be in progress or normally these games come out around november-ish and stuff like that i feel like the game will probably come out first though because okay correct me if i'm wrong mm-hmm. but i feel like most of the time with what happens with most video games mm-hmm. is the game comes out to make sure it's successful and then they release product once it is like, Sometimes. Am I, am I wrong? I thought Fortnite yeah. did it that way. I thought Fortnite was like, hey, here's the game. And well, then it was well, like, Fortnite, Yeah. Well, Fortnite came out free 
And then it got really, really popular. So that's why it did it that way. Yeah. Because I don't know that it intended on being that way. Maybe not. Um, but now there's but like, like if you're Call of Duty, and right? And stuff like that. But if you're Call of Duty and all these other ones and stuff like that, like God of War and that's all these, to me that those they'll like... pre-release ahead of time. But I mean, you're, you're talking about Star Wars here, though. So I mean, Star Wars alone, just the name. But we don't know what characters. True. That's the thing is you don't know what. Then if they release things early than the video game, it you'll could. spoil it. I see what you're saying. I so see I what feel you're like they have to do the game first and then do other stuff. So I feel like the mm-hmm. game will probably come out maybe beginning of September, if not middle. Okay. Give it a few weeks and then release all that stuff in October. Because I mean, it's not going to be like make sense. Anakin. Yeah. In the game. Well, I mean, no. it's going to be kids <laughs> we don't know. No, you'll be running from Anakin. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I feel like it just makes sense to do There's it that way. There's too many of them. But, I mean, the what things you're referring to, to, like God of War and Call of Duty, so that's stuff that's been out for years now. Mm-hmm. So, it makes sense to push product with it. Because yeah. Because people have been playing Call of Duty once since, like, 2008. Mm-hmm. Or whenever it released. I don't know. But, <laughs> you just throw out random stuff. Yeah, just throw a random date out there. But I'm just saying, like, it's yeah. been out. I got you. I got you. So. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, so for this, I mean, we may be seeing September releases for the game of Mandalorian, which would be really cool. Yeah, um, definitely. Because I think as far as, like, withholding stuff and everything, um, I mean, we'll get a little information with Episode Nine, but by then we'll have at least two or three trailers, too. So Yeah, I mean, we'll know more at Celebration, too, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll oh, give us a little bit more concrete. Ooh, I would love to see, like, previews of these toys and things like that. I wonder... They're not going to give us previews of some of the toys. No, uh, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Because remember, Battlefront 2... They released a trailer of it, Celebration, two years ago. What if they do that for Fallen Order? What if that's why it's in Triple Force Friday? Boom. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't there, so I don't know. But it's fine. So, yeah. So, that may be, like, the game they go for for this and everything. But, I mean, we're going to get a little bit of everything um, at Celebration. As well, yeah. far as, like, getting to see probably the first stuff for The Mandalorian and all that kind of stuff and everything, too. Um Man, I could just talk about Celebration all day. You know I'm so they excited. They need, like, a video game. Um... Oh, crap. <laughs> you I lost, lost it. <laughs> I was going to say expose, but it's not really what I was going for. Just um, an expo. I, I I don't know. Like, I'm probably using that word wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, expo would be, if it's what you're thinking. It makes me think of Stark Expo. Really like, brings all the suits out and stuff like that and all the technology. Oh, no. Like a game expo. Okay, then I'm just I'm thinking wrong then. Okay. I, I was know. talking more of like a panel. <laughs> oh, and okay. they need to be like, all right, Star Wars fans, what do you want? <laughs> that would be cool. Kind of more like a round table kind of deal. Yeah. Hmm. That could be dangerous though. It could be, honestly. All you're gonna hear is a lot of oh like Revan. <laughs> You'll hear uh, that over and over again. Old Republic. <laughs> I wanna stop dying in Battlefront. <laughs> I need to be unkillable. <laughs> <laughs> it's still droid, i want to jump 10 feet in the air right <laughs> it, it still like baffles me when when i i still see complaints about microtransactions for for battlefront from people who have yet to play battlefront since they've taken the microtransactions out because oh like gosh. the only trans only microtransaction stuff that you have right now is skins it's it's cosmetic so it doesn't make you better no, nothing about it helps in any way it's just like yeah hey i want to look like the 501st boom you can look like the 501st and things like that every game though it's well it's starting to become a trend uh overwatch was one that did it kind of before a lot of games uh where it was purely cosmetic and it was was based on skill surely black ops did it too did it 
When I don't know if I know sure, you got more been, into that kind of more than the black. I mean, it may I never did. actually technically cost money. It may have cost like the game credits, but obviously mm-hmm. in most games you can pay money Earn for credits, the game yeah. credits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I feel like they had skins and stuff like that. But then even like in Fortnite, they have like the winner bundle mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Right. But it still has nothing to do with skill. It just depends on how you want to look. Right. As well, and I think a lot of the 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 backlash with Battlefront Two came from um, the fact that it was it almost was pay to win for a moment yeah. because you could get things that would advance you in the game and, and all this other kind of stuff. Um, but they took it out at launch. Right. Like it was like, Oh, never mind. Sorry. Oh, wow. Y'all got really <laughs> yeah. angry. Okay. But I still see complaints about that all over the web. Like, Oh, they ruined Battlefront two because of the microtransactions. Like they weren't even there at launch, dude. Like it's a fun game. Like, yeah. It's a like lot of fun. they made a mistake and yeah. then they fixed it. The Geonosis update, all this other kind of stuff is freaking awesome. It's so vast and big that I really don't know what I'm doing. I'm just surviving. Oh, I know. I, yeah. started, I haven't played it a second time. I remember yeah. I got pretty far in it and I think my team lost or something. Yeah. But literally, it's like you're not even on the same map. No. Because like, you just keep going. It's just so big where you're just kind of like, there's dust and carnage everywhere. What am I you're doing? Just, like, What's running. happening? I still don't know the objective. I don't either. <laughs> I just knew if I failed it or not. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. I need. We need to play it. We do need to play it. I think that'd be cool. Um, now you want to play it, don't you? I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. But lastly, speaking of Battlefront, um, the Chosen One, as of, as of the release of this episode, the Chosen One update is coming out. Uh, with none other than General Anakin Skywalker. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, that's I'm gonna so be excited. interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. one thing that I that I read from the developers that was really cool. Uh, Anakin's character has the same walk as Darth Vader in the game. They walk the exact same way. It's just like yes, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. I'm about to say, I wonder how that is. Like mm-hmm. somebody being Anakin and somebody being Vader. Yeah. Oh, I think I think there was something that came out where it was like, I wonder if you could play Anakin versus Vader and stuff like that would be cool. Because <laughs> I mean, Anakin's obviously on the good side, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I thought. Yeah. Makes sense because for the yeah. most time as Anakin, he was. Right. So it's just kind of so. like, interesting. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we wondered about that. I think we, um, mm-hmm. I think we talked about skins and stuff at one point and wondering if they were going to give Vader you know anything else i mean obviously like vader an anakin doesn't. skin or yeah, something yeah because yeah, i think we talked about that because obviously it's not like vader's got a a closet mm-hmm. of outfits true you know <laughs> where he just likes to change his cape every now and then to a different color or something <laughs> not like our other friend yeah mr calrissian yeah exactly so he doesn't really you know change his wardrobe very often so you know i think we talked about like what Mm-hmm. what they could do with that character and we wondered if they would make him like an, an anakin right like skin or something kinda... well, and i wonder as far as skins go with the anakin thing and i don't remember reading this anywhere but i wonder if they're gonna do like what they do with uh, obi-wan they gave him a robe and then another one they gave him uh his clone wars armor and so yeah. i wonder if we'll get the same kind of thing but the robe with anakin though would be more like the end of revenge of the sith where he's charging the temple you know what i mean yeah but yeah, so I'm excited to see what they're going to do with Anakin and uh, get to play him and everything. Because like I said, as of the release of this episode, um, the Chosen One update will be live uh, and we'll be live streaming that, that night, guys. So uh, watch our socials and, and stuff like that for the exact time. And uh, yeah, come play Battlefront with us. It'll be awesome. Super cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so cool. So that's all the news that we have. Uh, Kristen, we actually have a listener comment we this sure week. We do. Yay! 
So our Instagram mm-hmm. comment comes from Back Attack Productions. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I should have said the app before that. The app, Back yeah. Attack, whatever. At back Attack. Just, just add the little <laughs> app sign. You understand how Instagram works, right? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they asked, what do you think is the second most important part of the last decade of Star Wars animation besides Dave Filoni? Voice actors, actresses, music, or animation design? Um, for me, I wouldn't say animation design because I feel like there's been so many types of different animation at this point um, that it's not the same. So you really can't compare like apples and oranges here. Mm-hmm. Or that's what you'd be doing is comparing apples and oranges like yeah. because they're so different. Um, to me, I kind of vote music because I feel like music kind of gives it everything. I mean, because I feel like, yeah, you can have like Sam Wentworth saying this really creepy line or something, <laughs> but if there's like yeah. not the right like feeling or music or something behind it, then it won't it won't sink in, right? In I a guess. lot of ways, it can give it life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the music's been a really big part of Star Wars, I feel like. Absolutely. Like, like the, the music is, I'm not going to say it's everything. Obviously, because the movies. But it's most of it. But it's a lot of it. Like you, you can't sit <laughs> yeah. there and say that you don't, you know, get all giddy and stuff in here. You know, the intro music for right. Star Wars. And then you're like, what? Where's Star Wars on at? Right. Like, so like, you can't <laughs> pretend that, like, it's not a big part of it. Right. So, and it's, it's iconic. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes Star Wars Star Wars to me. I completely agree. So, yeah. what do you think, Danny? What was your response to that? Do you want me to read it again to you? No, no, no. I mean, as far as um, the second most important thing, so just besides Dave Filoni, um, I would agree the music does have a huge part in it, but I do also feel like uh, as far as the music bringing life to it, the voice actors and actresses uh, bring a lot, of, a lot of life to it, too. And so oh, without yeah, their... Most yeah, most definitely. And, and not saying that you were omitting that, but at the same time, like, it's... It's it's interesting seeing, especially like when you get to um, where where Maul was brought into Solo and everything, um, how you you mix it with Ray Park and Sam Witwer, and I mean just Sam Witwer's performance with Maul is it's one that will always just like chill my blood. Like it's just ugh, it's yeah. creepy, but it's it's impressive. And I mean even with Hera, her convictions, Kanan, and just generally in everything i mean even matt lanter with uh, anakin skywalker mm-hmm. he brought a lot of life to anakin that was not previously seen on screen right. and everything and so i feel like without the voice actresses and act and, and actors it really kind of it, it all goes hand in hand with it um but those actors and actresses really brought a lot to those characters you know which actor really makes star wars who james Ron taylor you're right because he's like 16 characters. He really is. <laughs> he lo- is a Star Wars. <laughs> he, he is a Star Wars. <laughs> he can record a whole that's, like episode by himself. That's the next Star Wars story. James Arnold Taylor, a Star Wars story. Like, would anybody else just like to see like one random episode like just released? And it's just James Arnold Taylor all playing James- all the voices. <laughs> Like all the voices, right? Like it could be Obi Wan, obviously, and then like just a couple of villains, and then whoever else he plays, you exactly. know, what I'm saying, and just bring all the people in. Then he's just like having a full dialogue with think, himself. Yeah, I think that's what cracked me up the most about the Citadel episode that we watched with uh, Cheyenne, where it was it was literally like 
I, I mean, it was the James Arnold Taylor show. Yeah, That's what it was. He was most of the characters on that screen at any given time. Like, it doesn't have to be a full episode. <laughs> like, I would take just, like, a few scenes. Right. Like, with Just James, James Arnold Taylor. Taylor talking to himself. <laughs> yeah, with, like, multiple of the characters. Like, Absolutely. Roundtable discussion. <laughs> Roundtable discussion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but, yeah, so thank you for sending that in, Back Attack Productions. We really appreciate it. I think I think he, he or she, um, I think they've... Uh, brought in uh another question before i think we've read another one of their questions comments or something before on the show um but yeah as uh if you want us to read a comment or review or anything like that on the show uh just find us on the socials at kessel run weekly um or you can go to our website kesselrunweekly.com there's a contact form there that uh we would love to hear from you yeah most definitely absolutely so i think we're ready to jump into our main topic what do you think danny I'm absolutely ready. All righty. Yay. And now, our feature presentation. So, I feel like this is kind of a given, considering what's going on in the (laughs) gaming world, but we decided to do an episode on Anakin Skywalker. Ooh. Ooh, Surprise. I know. But, I mean, (laughs) here's the fun part, though, is I feel like we've got a really good discussion in store for you guys because we're not just going to be talking about that really basic stuff, I guess. Mm -hmm. We're going to be kind of diving into um, the relationships. Absolutely. uh, That Anakin had and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Well, and and I feel like as impactful as the character Anakin Skywalker is, I feel like it's even more interesting how he affected those around him, Mm -hmm. um, whether negatively or positively, because a lot of what made Anakin Anakin was the relationships that he had. Yeah. And and how he, whether that be unhealthy or not, <laughs> how he uh, allowed those to affect him as well. Mom, we sold the pie. Look at all the money we have. Oh my goodness, but that's so wonderful, Annie. But he has been freed. What? You're no longer a slave. Did you hear that? Now you can make your dreams come true, Annie. You're free. First off, I wanted to talk about Anakin um, before everything. So, Phantom Menace Anakin from the beginning. I know you have a lot of feelings about young young Annie uh, and everything. Um, I do. You, generally, you do. So, first I want to talk about his relationship with Shmi, his mother. Shmi. Shmi. <laughs> I think we did that last time, too. <laughs> um... So, so what are your thoughts on his relationship with his mom? I mean, I feel like little boys always love their moms, obviously. I mean, they love their dads, too. But I feel like little boys are always, like, mama's boys, mm-hmm. in a way. I feel like they always are going to have... Yeah. I mean, I feel like all boys are that way. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I never really asked or took a poll or a survey or anything like that. So, I have no <laughs> facts to back my thoughts up here. But I yeah. just feel like, you know, especially with him being an only child... That we know of. <laughs> Only child. Only forced child. That we know of. <laughs> Anakin can have an older brother. Actually, technically, he has a half-brother. Oh, my God. You he- stop it. You stop it. I've never thought about this before. Now my brain is just exploding right here. You stop it. That's where the Lars Homestead comes in. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, you know, he's definitely a mama's boy. He's an only child. I mean, he's got a cute little relationship with his mom. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can see how much he cares for his mom and how much 
he's willing to work to I mean, because I feel like if Anakin would have never gone into, like, the Jedi, I feel like Anakin would have, like, worked until he could pay off, like, a way to get his mom out of slavery, essentially. Mm-hmm. Even if he had to stay in it the rest of his life. Like, mm-hmm. he would have gotten his mom out of it somehow. And he was such a selfless little boy, too. Mm-hmm. Um, he's willing to give everything. Absolutely. Anything. Yeah. To help anyone. Mm-hmm. And, and in all honesty, it's it's in this moment when he's a little boy where you realize how much the, the Jedi code and that mold that they try to force him into throughout the entire series just doesn't work for him yeah because he's he loves and he loves deeply and he cares about random strangers that he finds in a market yeah <laughs> like is they just walked into a shop that's it um granted one of them he felt was an angel <laughs> <laughs> but uh i mean it's it's really cool kind of seeing just the selflessness that he has um wanting to help them he's just like well Mom, you say that the biggest problem in this galaxy is that no one wants to help anybody. And she's just kind of like, hmm, I wish I would have never said that to you, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the eat your words. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's Anakin at his core, is that no matter what goes on with him, no matter what happened to him throughout his life, at his core, he loved, he cared. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that be unhealthily <laughs> or or not. So... Um, but I feel like it really Shmi kind of set the tone for him going forward um, as, a, as a really caring, loving little boy. Um, and then we go to his relationship with Obi-Wan. Yeah. So, so he leaves his mother and goes with the Jedi. Um, obviously, Qui-Gon is killed by our favorite Sith. <laughs> is he our favorite, though? He's my favorite. Okay, then. <laughs> That's what I was um, sure. Qui-Gon falls at the hands of Maul, and uh, he is left to be trained uh, by Obi-Wan. And so so what do you feel like Obi-Wan kind of imparted on him and taught him? What part of him do you feel is Obi-Wan? Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, obviously, from the beginning, Obi-Wan wasn't really a fan of taking this little boy with him. He mm-hmm. was kind of like, Master, are you sure? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah. And so, I mean, and then Qui-Gon was killed, but obviously Obi-Wan being a loyal Padawan Mm -hmm. to Qui-Gon wanted to fulfill his master's wish to train Anakin. Quick side note, uh, you realize Obi-Wan called Anakin another pathetic life form in Phantom Menace, right? Have we picked up another pathetic life form after Jar Jar? (laughs) So... He was really into Anakin. But anyways, proceed. <laughs> That's sad. But, you know, so he fulfilled what he, uh, what his, you know, master uh, Qui-Gon wanted and, mm-hmm. you know, took up the training for Anakin and mm-hmm. trained him. And, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say because even Obi-Wan, like, throughout the movies and the show, he's always like... I don't ever really see, like, a comparison, I guess. Because they're so different to me. Like, Obi-Wan's, like, I'd more, like, rather stand back mm-hmm. and take note. I mean, obviously, he will jump in if he needs to jump in, like, battle-wise and all that. 
but mm-hmm. but most part he's really laid back and he just would rather think about it before he does it and anakin's like do first think later yeah <laughs> so they're kind of ask opposite. for forgiveness later yeah, and yeah. So the whole time through the movies and the shows anakin is pulling these crazy stunts and obi-wan's oh not again or mm-hmm. or how did i know you would do that or you know what i'm saying like he's always like trolling him for doing <laughs> crazy stuff essentially and yeah. i just any anakin is just that one that just would rather go big and, and obi-wan's not so there's mm-hmm. really not i mean obviously he's taught him stuff because he wouldn't know half the things he knows probably without him but right well and so this is something that i, I guess kind of always bothered me about um obi-wan and anakin's relationship is that so a lot of the things that we see anakin uh go through um for example um referencing that same citadel episode he's talking to tarkin or he's talking about you know i feel like uh, the jedi code um keeps us from victory often um, keeps us from doing what we have to do to achieve victory yeah. and everything. And so right there, it, it feels like he's adverse to the Jedi, um, where he's got Palpatine in his ear the whole time and things like that. And so he's forming his own thoughts. He's forming his own, he's, his own questions. Whereas these kid uh, Padawans and stuff like that that grew up as Jedi don't normally question it. It's right. kind of like, this is my life, and this is how it's always well, been. Well, and that's because they didn't know anything of the outside world beforehand. Right, and Anakin did. They had no and other so, teachings. Right. And Shmi was one of the ones who, mm-hmm. you know, taught him to, other... To feel, to love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is not typically... I mean, even though those are Jedi traits, they're not typically as intense, I guess. Um, they're told to control their emotions. They're taught compassion, not love. Look at you. I like that. <laughs> compassion true. and love That's are true. different. Yeah. Compassion is just like a feeling. Help your neighbor kind of. Yeah. yeah. And, and love is a choice. True. So mm-hmm. it's just like a, oh, well, we should help those people. Yeah. Not not necessarily a, 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 a an attachment, I yeah, guess. Yeah, exactly. Because love, love, love is. is an attachment. It's yeah. a choice to love something, and obviously mm-hmm. that's that's an attachment, it's something mm-hmm. too. Like, right. So because I mean, and we see even Obi Wan with, uh, oh man, I just lost her name, uh, Satine. Yeah, I was gonna say it for you. <laughs> I was this close to saying it for you, and I was gonna be so proud of myself because you uh, never forget anything. <laughs> um, but we see Obi Wan with Satine. Like y- you see that he never actually let go. Of no, her. he didn't. That that was an attachment, a love that he kept with him, and just told himself that he was okay, and told himself he moved on. Which, when they're reunited, uh, even down to the moment where Maul kills her. You can tell that's not just compassion for a felling, fellow living thing. Yeah. That's, you loved that woman. That's what's, yeah. you know, that's the same thing too. I mean, not quite the same love, but he, I mean, he had a pretty crazy reaction when Qui-Gon died. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. So yeah. you saw that anger mm-hmm. come out of him. So Oh, that was straight anger. That yeah. was one of the coolest fights too on screen. Yeah, I mean, so you can't <laughs> pretend yeah. that. You right. know, the Jedi don't have those feelings, mm-hmm. you know, even if they were taken and and raised from birth mm-hmm. to do, say, and feel certain things, you can't act like they all were. Right. Um, and, and, I, and I believe that you're right, because, I mean, we see that throughout the series. There's even one moment, um, I think it's the Lair of Grievous Clone Wars episodes, where um, a Padawan sees his master killed in front of him, same identical reaction uh, because oh, in all yeah. honesty a lot of these padawan to master uh relationships end up being as as, as that of a parent 
um, mm-hmm. even though they're like, oh no, I'm I'm your master. I'm not I'm not we're not lovey dovey. We're not I'm not gonna cuddle you at night when you have a nightmare kind of thing like that. It's yeah. but it's it, it takes on that kind of parent almost mentor kind of kind of uh, relationship, I guess. Right. Um, between them and everything. And and feeling is there. Um, one that always kind of, I don't know, maybe, it's one of those, like, when you look at somebody, you're like, you know what, maybe if your mama hugged you more. <laughs> <laughs> um, talking about, like, Luminara and uh, Barris Hoffie. Because um, we know how Barris turned out. There's a traitor and everything. Right. Um, there's an episode where uh, Barris and Ahsoka are trapped in, basically trapped in a mountain. And Anakin's freaking out trying to figure out how to get them out. And Luminara's just, just let them be. They'll figure it out. They'll get it. Da, 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 and everything. And like Luminara's so sure of them that they'll figure it out and everything. And so it's one of those things is like, well, obviously your approach didn't work. Because Barris didn't turn out quite like you hoped. <laughs> right. <laughs> um... But yeah, so it's just interesting seeing, like, I wonder if if Obi-Wan had acknowledged Anakin's feelings more, um, rather than saying, be mindful of your feelings, feelings. suppress your feelings, things like that, instead of, hey, put it down, don't talk about it, it's all good, just just let it go away, when he's poster child for things don't go away, and everything, because, I mean, his his ghost literally comes back to haunt him, Maul, comes back to ruin his life and ruins it in the process. Yeah. Literally takes him down to the bottom um, and makes him a better Jedi for it and a better person overall. But at the same time, he experiences loss, but you can't lose something you were never attached to. Yeah. So You're right. It's, it's kind of funny to, you know, talking about like how, you know, Obi-Wan should have talked about his feelings, but mm-hmm. I mean, you really can't blame Obi-Wan either, though, because that's the way Obi-Wan was taught. That's the way the Jedi were. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no fixing that, I guess. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, if you grew up with somebody who doesn't love you and then you, in turn, you don't know how to love, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, you do you blame the person who doesn't know how to love or do you blame the person that didn't love them? True. So, but I mean, yeah. I feel like as a whole, the Jedi need some therapists, though. <laughs> They need some help. Yeah, they needed some like therapy <laughs> sessions. Like once a week, yeah. you go to therapy mm-hmm. and well, talk about your feelings. <laughs> well, and what's cool is, and and it's kind of like one of those too little, too late kind of things. But uh, I mean, Ray is probably the closest to Anakin that any Jedi has been, as far as because Obi Wan at at the direction of his teaching tried to force Anakin into a mold that he knew worked for him. Instead of acknowledging his fears and talking to him and being there for him, giving him that little extra. Right. Instead of just going, no, you're a Jedi, don't do that. No, you're a Jedi, don't do no, that. No, you're right. Whereas now Ray is exemplifying those same things, even terrifies Luke to no end, which he was post-Jedi Order 2, which kind of makes me kind of like, huh? <laughs> but I mean, Ray, I mean, she's exemplifying the things that Anakin did where he, he touched the dark side a few times. She has so far, too, and she's still okay because she knows that she is who she's going to be. Mm-hmm. She has her identity. She, Even though she doesn't know who she is, <laughs> she knows who she is, right. if that makes sense. So, yeah. I guess that's weird to kind of say, but there's, like, no perfect Jedi. There isn't. And I think that that was a big downfall. The downfall of the Jedi Order. <laughs> Can't talk tonight. Um where they were trying to create the perfect Jedi 
and they were above it all and they nobody could tell them different and everything it was the arrogance yeah because like even if you did kind of what the jedi wanted and they had children from birth go into the jedi order there still was like a mm-hmm. i don't know i guess like a disconnect in mm-hmm. a way and then if you took kids that were just young I mean, not saying that all of them got turned to Darth Vader, but <laughs> I mean, then you still yeah. have like conflicts of teachings. Mm-hmm. And then if you have someone who like Ray, who just discovered she's got these powers, like what, almost 20 years into being? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she's 19. Uh, then you're still going to have, TV, yeah, then you're still going to have like personal experience and on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so there's no like, there's no perfect Jedi. Mm-mm. And so I'm, that's why I'm interested to see what will happen with Rey. In yeah. Line. It's going to be exciting. Him too. Hopefully. Definitely. I'll like her more. <laughs> but back to Anakin. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, that was me. I took you down that road. No, it's okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, relationship with Obi-Wan, you know, at first it almost seems like a father-son mm-hmm. kind of relationship just because of how young. Well, that's just kind of what you think, just because of how young he is. And then to me, it kind of turns into um more of like a, a brotherhood mm-hmm. between them. And obviously he yells at him when he yeah. is starting to turn. He's like, you were like a brother to me. Yeah. Well, and so it makes me wonder too, because I mean, in the Clone Wars, we do see when Obi-Wan fakes his death at the direction of Mace and all that. Uh, we see Anakin <laughs> lose his mind. Um, he is upset and everything. So you can tell he does care for Obi-Wan. Um, but... I wonder if by the end of Revenge of the Sith, that what if Obi-Wan was the only one that felt that brotherhood? Because he's like, you were a brother. I loved you. Ooh, there's that love again. See, look, Jedi can't be without attachments. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I didn't think about that either, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, but like I wonder human. if he was the only one that was feeling that. And Anakin was just like, you know what, I'm done. But, I mean, I can't imagine, like, not sharing parts of my life with my brother and everything. And, and having that those moments where it's, like, the real talk or, like, finding out big news and things like that and keeping it to myself because it's a secret and Obi-Wan can't know and, and all this other kind of stuff. Like, I wonder if by the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, Anakin didn't feel that brotherhood anymore. And at that point, he was like, you know what? I'm done. Not that he felt it. I think it was just a matter of... Like, I don't know, because, I mean, it was, like, a brother to him, but at the same time, he, I think he also had, like, a parent figure, too, because mm-hmm. it's kind of like you when you do something wrong, and you really don't want to tell, like, your mom or your dad mm-hmm. that you broke their favorite okay. plant or something yeah. like that. <laughs> their favorite plant. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> I just was trying to think, I was going to say vase, but I just felt like that was too weird. Like, who who has vases anymore? <laughs> What's a boss? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know, like, you, you broke their picture on the wall or something like that, and you're scared to tell them because you know you'll get in trouble. Because you know what you were doing was against the rules. You were throwing a ball in the house, mm-hmm. and something <laughs> broke. This feels personal. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. God. <laughs> but he knew that he wasn't following the rules. Yeah. And he knew that if he told Obi-Wan that it wasn't, he couldn't tell him as a brother that he'd be telling him as a mentor and as like a father figure. And then he would get in trouble for it and he would reap the consequences. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it was necessarily like a, Oh, he just doesn't feel the brotherly love anymore. I think it was still like a, this is still who's in charge. This is who my master is. And I know what he has to do if I tell him. 
yeah. these things. Just like if you were to tell your mom or your dad that you were throwing a ball in the house and I you didn't broke do their it. picture. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> and then obviously you'd probably get grounded. You'd be in trouble. You might get some spankings. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like no. it just depends. Like <laughs> I can see that. I can definitely see that. So I guess that maybe helps us see where Anakin's mind was with Obi-Wan. Uh, in Obi-Wan's mind, they were brothers. In Anakin's mind, he was mentor. He was father, in a way, I guess. Um, I think so. Yeah, so I can see that. Um, because actually, the next relationship to talk about, um, Palpatine. That's the one that I think that we see more of a friend in everything. Um, where he plays it off like he's mentor. But at the same time, he tells him all the sweet things that he wants to hear mm. in order to make him feel like, oh, man, you know, Anakin, you're not being used to your potential. Like, I, I don't I don't get why they're not sending you and they're sending this guy. Like, that doesn't make sense. And right. And all that kind of stuff, kind of putting these seeds of hatred in him uh, and resentment uh, that ends up kind of snowballing down onto Obi-Wan and everybody. Because it, in everything that has been orchestrated... Like, it even comes down to that at one point, uh, the council is asking uh, Obi-Wan to tell Anakin to spy on the Chancellor for him. And he's like, why? Anakin? What? Yeah. Like, why would I do that? Exactly. And, and that's the thing is, like, Anakin is just like, why are you asking me of this? Or at- asking me? Why are you asking this of me? <laughs> <laughs> why are you asking me of this? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't even going to correct it because it just didn't I know, sound I know. wrong. <laughs> um but yeah he's on a roll but that's that's the thing though is that even obi-wan is saying he says that it's it's not me asking you it's the council yeah it's like it's not me um so i mean even he feels like this is crossing a line and so yeah i don't know like palpatine and anakin is one that i still feel has a lot to be explored yeah especially with what we've learned about the potential of how Anakin came to be and things like that, possibly being the force kid of Palpatine (laughs) and stuff like that. Um, Just kind of seeing how much of his life was orchestrated Mm -hmm. and how much of it was actually, you know, an actual life. Right. I mean, because we don't want to get too much into Palpatine because we just did a really giant Palpatine episode. That was fun. (laughs) It was. It was. Um, But I mean, Palpatine was really manipulative Mm -hmm. and, you know, he was able to, Throw little things in there like, oh, I wonder why the Jedi would do that to you. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just kind of throw the little, little... The little aside comments that should mean nothing. Right. But they poke just right. They it's do. just enough to hurt. Just yeah. enough to to question. Right. Like, Anakin question his relationship, his trust, his, mm-hmm. his feelings, mm-hmm. really and truly. Just to make him question everything. He really, you know, and he's already really fragile, too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the worst part is Anakin's already really fragile throughout the movies Absolutely. because he watches what happens to his mom and then even in Clone Wars with Ahsoka, mm-hmm. you know, he's really fragile there because he's got people he cares about. Mm-hmm. And then when, when when things start going kind of sideways and and people are saying they don't trust Anakin to do this and, and Anakin's not mature to do this, he doesn't even become master status. Like, he just gets a lot of, like, things kind of thrown around him like where he's just not good enough essentially when right. he's told he's not good enough he was given to slavery essentially or sold to slavery mm-hmm. told he's not good enough and and then they kick out his padawan from the jedi order like and then on all this you know he's got 
it's little chips in the foundation that yeah. just continue to build up over and over again where he's just like, this is messed up. Yeah. I don't want to be a part of this. I feel lost. Lost? What do you mean? Obi-Wan and the Council don't trust me. They trust you with their lives. Something's happening. I'm not the Jedi I should be. I want more. And I know I shouldn't. You expect too much of yourself. I found a way to save you. Save me? From my nightmares. Is that what's bothering you? I won't lose you, Padme. I'm not gonna die in childbirth, Annie. I promise you. No, I promise you. But moving forward, so I wanted to talk about Anakin, Anakin and family, I guess. Yeah. Um. So I think we we've established that. I mean, at some point, and Anakin did feel Obi Wan as family. Um. Maybe not to the degree that Obi Wan felt for Anakin. Um. And maybe differently, I guess. Well, definitely towards to the end, he, you know, Anakin definitely didn't feel that because mm-hmm. at that point, Anakin already turned mm-hmm. to the dark side and already given himself to that darkness. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't think there were any feelings involved at that point, like yeah, with Anakin. So mm-hmm. but for a minute there, he did. I think he he thought of Obi Wan as you know a friend, brother, and a mentor. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Um, and and we learn also in the course of the story. Obviously, um, I feel like it's common knowledge that he'll do anything for his family. I mean, he was willing to do anything, anything uh-huh. <laughs> for Padme, for Ahsoka. Um, even when it came down for Luke and Leia. With well, his um, mom. With his mom, too. He I mean, killed an entire raider village because mm-hmm. they kidnapped his mom and yeah. killed her. Yeah. So. <laughs> He's like, I, um, I may have only killed maybe one or two of you if I'd have got her back alive. Right. I just really killed but, her in my way. But, right. <laughs> but she died in my arms, so... Yeah, and uh, he's not good at dealing with a loss. No, he's <laughs> Or, not. you know, emotion. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> um, but as far as just kind of, there's really no end to what Anakin will do. Um, I wanted to ask, though, so by the end of Revenge of the Sith, so we know that his pursuit of power starts as trying to save Padme. Because at this point, because we know Ahsoka's in the mix too, or was, he he doesn't have anyone left. He doesn't feel like he can trust Obi-Wan. Ahsoka's left the Order, and it's just him and Padme. And now he's having dreams about Padme dying in childbirth. Which is scary because he dreamt his mother dying and then it came to pass. Right. Which I also wonder if Palpatine did all that. But anyways. <laughs> That's a, something else. That, that would be, yeah. Um... So, I mean, I wonder, too, because it's interesting because he essentially caused the dream to come true. Yeah. Because of the path he took. It didn't have to be that way. But in the succession of everything he did, it caused that to happen the way it did. Right. So, so it's almost like he caused his own downfall. I mean, in a way, he did. I mean, you know, because... I don't know. It's so it's, <laughs> we're trying to like 
play with the future, I feel like, is is very mm-hmm. difficult. Um, well, I mean, even Yoda says, always in motion is the future. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, that's the thing. That's what was, that was what's kind of crazy about it, because even in Clone Wars, um, we get the whole the father, son, and the daughter. And mm-hmm. this, the, the father even says, like, multiple times that the future is not set in stone, that the future can be changed. Mm-hmm. And that's around the same time when we see Anakin's future. Mm-hmm. Anakin obviously doesn't remember, because he gets a little, like, brain wipey thing or whatever. Yeah. So he doesn't remember that he's going to turn into this monstrous villain yeah but you know that's one of the biggest things throughout star wars is the future is ever changing Mm -hmm. but you don't know what path you take that leads to that future that you've seen Mm -hmm. so anakin honestly believed that he was taking the best path to to save padme yeah in turn he obviously did not. Yeah. But he thought that was his only way. In preventing it, he caused it. Yes. Yeah. In, in thinking that he could prevent it, he caused it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Um, and I do wonder, too, So, because, I mean, obviously, the pursuit of power started out with him trying to save Padme. So mm-hmm. by the end, when he had actually was like my new empire and all this other kind of stuff, ran like a madman on Mustafar... Um, in Revenge of the Sith, do you feel like his motives were still pure, or had he become blinded by that power, and it was no longer about Padme? I think he had mostly become blinded. I don't think he had completely forgotten about Padme, because obviously he wasn't willing to throw Padme to the side at that point. Like, he did include her. I mean, he literally threw Padme to the side. He picked her up, choked her, and... It's not what I meant. Thank you for that, though. I knew you would do something like that. But I meant, like, he wasn't like, goodbye, woman. I'm going to rule my empire. That's true. That's what I meant. Like, he still was including her. He still had not forgotten about her. Yeah. He still wanted her. Be a part of my mad dream. Yeah. Yeah. But but Padme being the little sweet soul she was, Mm -hmm. she didn't want that. Like, she was not about that power. She was about, like, democracy. Mm Mm-hmm. And everyone having a say in, mm-hmm. like, government, essentially, in a way. So, I'm not good with the terms. I know there's a term for, like, that type of government. Well, yeah, democracy. Okay. Yeah. Democracy, the Senate, all that kind of stuff. She was in favor of the people having a voice. Yeah. And everything. Um, it, it, it's interesting because, I mean, it, it's almost like a physical symbolism when she died, so did democracy. Um, and then that's when the empire took hold. Yeah. Wow, Danny, that was deep. Oh, I don't know. I have my moments. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, and that's, and that's something that I've kind of, I struggle with from time to time when, especially in watching that, because yes, he was overcome with rage. Yes, he was not in his right mind. He was poisoned by power at that point um, yeah. because it was almost like it was within his grasp. And, and it was like surging through yeah. him, I feel like, at that point. It was... Absolutely, because he had given way to something that he had only slightly tasted before. Right. And he gave himself to it, and it was just everything, um, which I feel is is part of what led him to physically assault her, to be honest. Yeah. Um. For him to just all of a sudden turn around because he immediately associated her with betrayal. Yeah. Because Obi-Wan come walking down and everything. And I, I don't know, like you've you've really got to not be in your right mind for that. Right. I mean, you got to yeah. think of the Anakin before 
and he would have never like even thought bad thoughts of Padme like she would betray him in any form or fashion right it was always both of them against the world yeah exactly yeah. so you gotta i mean yeah obviously the power was definitely in his head and mm-hmm. you know the the dark side the, really poisoned him yeah, yeah it did it gave him really insecure thoughts absolutely yeah because i mean the second that he had power he was worried that it would be taken away mm-hmm. and he wasn't gonna allow that to happen because the way he would save padme was through this power he had just attained. Exactly. So yeah, um, it's a twisted view. It is. <laughs> it's very twisted because it did not come across that way at all. <laughs> this is like as as she's being forced to, I'm only helping. Mm. <laughs> um, so so let's talk about when Anakin meets Luke for the first time. Mm. When he finds out he's got a son. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty crazy. So, um, so how do you feel like that changed Vader's outlook? Because I mean, he goes from this faceless villain um, that's just horrifying to all of a sudden he's a father. I mean, I feel like it was a little bit of a struggle because I mean, you have Vader who's probably been, you know, without something he cares about really and truly for mm-hmm. what sixteen years ish, mm-hmm. give or take. I don't know how old Luke was. When all that happened, nineteen um, actually. Okay, just mm-hmm. kidding. Then nineteen the same age, years. Oh, same age as Ray. Oh. Oh, oh, I thought you knew this already. You, you <laughs> I probably did. I always have like these revelations over and over again. Like I, I forget them, do. and I'm like, it happened. Oh wait, what? <laughs> oh, <laughs> exactly. It's like watching Star Wars for the first time over and over again. <laughs> Where am I again? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you stop it. Um, so I mean, you know, you had Vader who's been in this role. For about twenty years, thinking he's just lost everything, mm-hmm. and 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 we we learned too throughout the comics that he's still desperate for Padme, mm-hmm. like because he even goes in this like creepy time warp thing, mm-hmm. and the next uh, yeah the uh, dark side nexus yeah, of the force and yeah. uh and attempts to see if she's alive, mm-hmm. um because Palpatine tells Anakin after. Everything's over that you killed her, mm-hmm. um, essentially. Like she, oh yeah, in your anger, you yeah, killed which... her. She was alive, right? <laughs> and she gave birth, yeah. but I was not told either, right? So you know, he was still desperate to to figure out if if Padme could be brought back, essentially, mm-hmm. like if that was an option. And then he learns nineteen years down the road that. She gave birth. The twins survived. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, does he know about both of them or just knows about one? He just knows that she's pregnant. Didn't know that there were two of them. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah. But I'm saying like when he learns that Luke is his son, he just learns about one at a time, doesn't he? Or does he learn about both of them that he has two kids? Um, I can't remember. I think it's Return of the Jedi he learns about Leia. Because okay. that's when he's taunting Luke, uh, fighting in front of the Emperor. He's taunting Luke and he's like, a sister. And everything, and that's when Luke's like, "No!" <laughs> just goes nuts on her. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, he doesn't. I don't think he actually learns about Leia until Return of the Jedi, right? Like officially. But I, guess. but I mean, yeah. so essentially, though, this whole time Vader was desperate, you know, to get answers about Padme to see if he could bring her back, and then he learns that there's still a piece of her, mm-hmm. his children. Oh man, I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're breaking my heart. Because <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, yeah, it's it's in the pursuit. It's still in the pursuit of Padme. Mm-hmm. There's a piece. There's a piece of her out there. So you know, yeah. he obviously fought it. I mean, he cut off his own son's hand. Um, yeah. You know, and and fought know. him a few Fatherly times. Love. Threw a bunch of cargo at him. Of course, you know, as like, fathers, fathers, as and fathers and sons do. do. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Typical father son relationship. <laughs> um, I just remember, I want to watch that scene again because I just remember that made me laugh really hard the last time we watched it, and I realized Vader was just like chunking stuff <laughs> yeah. at Luke, and it was just kind of like, stop it, dude. Like, I want to watch it. I just want to go out with my friends. <laughs> right. <laughs> I said not today. <laughs> Get out there and clean your room. <laughs> I can't. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And, and so I think, you know, obviously at the end of it, he decides that, you know, because Palpatine kind of gives him the ultimatum, like, you join us or you die. Mm-hmm. And Vader's kind of with it for a minute. And I think it finally just kind of clicks with him, like, oh, my God, these are, these are my children. Like, this is a piece of Padme. Mm-hmm. Like, this is... This is these are my children. Yeah, and he's he like he has a chance no! at a legacy. Yeah, yeah. Not only legacy too, but I mean to for something better than him, I guess to live on. I think he had that like revelation that because I mean I feel like as and, and I'm I can't feel like I can say this as a parent because I'm not a parent, mm-hmm. but I know my goals to when I am a parent is to for my kids to be better than me, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's most parents' goals. Yeah. Like you always want your children to be better than you like right. you want them to have more than you be better than you and mm-hmm. and and so i think that was kind of like a thought he may have had is like he can leave something better behind mm-hmm. for his kids i just thought about it too because in return of the jedi when he's facing down when luke and vader are facing down and everything palpatine is basically trying to see who will be his his next apprentice mm-hmm. so one of them are gonna die so essentially he's telling vader to kill his son um and so I wonder if that's what set in eventually because, I mean, once Vader can't hack it, uh, Palpatine is like, you know what, whatever, and he starts electrocuting Luke, and then that's when Vader decides to take action. Yeah. And throws him, like, suplexes him down a uh, reactor shaft. <laughs> you like to say that. I like say to say that. that every time all, we talk about it. It's, it's like, a cool visual in my head. It's a, it's a cool visual in my head. Just Vader taking him just... But anyways... <laughs> ridiculous is what you want. Uh, I know, I know. Um, but you love me. I do. <laughs> um, I make that choice every day. You do, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, it just, I, I'd be interested to kind of be in Vader's head in those moments when he finds out that there's more. Because I know there is a comic uh, where it happens between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, the, the main Star Wars Marvel line, uh, where... Uh, Boba is the one who brings the news that he has a son, oh. and not not in so many words, but he comes up to him and uh, he's like, and basically he's like, well, "What did you learn of the boy?" and all that kind of stuff on Tatooine, and uh, he's like, the, "His last his name is Skywalker," and then uh, Boba leaves, and then I think in that panel, uh, Vader says, "I have a son." And then he busts the glass or like cracks the grass, glass right in front of him and everything. Because it's just like another lie he's been told by Palpatine is that he had no one. Yeah. That Palpatine was all he had, but he's got family now. Yeah, I mean, he's believed that for yeah. multiple years that he had nobody left. Like he lost everything. And right. I think that's what really cemented him into the dark side so much too. Is there was no way out. To live for. This is all I have left. Right, because yeah. he, he joined it trying to save Padme and in turn killed her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I completely agree. 
Um, but in continuing with Mr. Mr. Anakin's legacy, mm-hmm. um, so the legacy that he left on Ahsoka. Mm. You got thoughts on that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've talked about this before too. The last time we had like a really big discussion about Ahsoka and uh, Anakin's like relationship. And so I don't want to like spend too long talking about it, but mm-hmm. we kind of just discussed the ways of like well, how we we think Anakin wouldn't have turned out the way he was if Anakin if Anakin if uh if Ahsoka wouldn't have left the Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I I don't blame her because obviously she, I think she made the right decision. Obviously because right. of what happened. But it, you know, it's just weird to think about, like how different everything could have been. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and if he would have followed the example of his Padawan, then Anakin may have been better for it too. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like even the Ahsoka we see in like Rebels and in uh, hopefully Clone Wars mm-hmm. soon. Um. It should be in Clone Wars, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I know the new one, too. Yeah, season seven? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Yeah. she was in the trailer. That, remember, she turns around. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, I'm, I need to watch it again. But mostly the Ahsoka that we see in in, in Rebels, too, I, I feel like you, you still see a lot of the teachings mm-hmm. that she was taught from Anakin. Yeah. Like she still took a lot of it to heart, and she, you know, to a certain point, she just believes Anakin was murdered mm-hmm. by Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, and the most heartbreaking for me is when it's it's in the World Between Worlds episode in Rebels where she tells Ezra, "I couldn't save my master, and you can't save yours." Yeah. And everything is just like because you can feel the pain in that. Yeah. How much she wanted to save Anakin and hoped that he was still there, but he but wasn't. He wasn't. And it, he had become more machine than man. And she realized that he was gone. Um, and so I think in that, I, I still hold by that if he had followed her example and left the order and Padme and all of them just left, just forget everybody, forget the commitments, forget all the stuff. It's already gone to crap already. Just go. Just be you. Learn the force. And don't worry about all this. But it was like there were there were tethers holding all of them in somewhere yeah. where Padme was held by expectation and all of the things that she had to do to fight, to win, to get all these things right for the Senate to hold democracy. Anakin's was that I've committed to being a Jedi. I have to do this thing. What else is there? There's not life outside of here yeah. and things like that. The and life so, he knew was yeah. sad. Right. There wasn't much for him. and But Ahsoka decided that, you know what? I don't know what's out there, but I got to go. And, I mean, it's better yeah. than being somewhere where you were mis- not so mistreated, but in a way. like In a way, she was, though. Because, yeah. I mean, like they straight up were like, hey, yeah, by the way, you killed that chick. Yeah, so <laughs> we're going to dismiss you. Exactly. She's like, I, I didn't, but I didn't. Like, and then they want to kill me now. Like, I'm getting the death penalty and all right. this other kind of stuff. It's like, this is stupid. I mean, you'd never be looked at the same anyway. Exactly. You'd be just a rumor around. You, you'd be the one that, that, yeah, exactly. Everyone would look at you with sideways glances and always whisper. And you, there, it wouldn't be a life, yeah. you know? So she made the right decision for her. And if Anakin had followed suit, I think that would have been a good decision for him. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. It's not how the story goes. Nope, exactly not. <laughs> um, um, so... Then we also have 
other than Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren, which we see, obviously, I wish we knew a little bit more about what he knew about Papa Vader, because um, he obviously has his helmet, but I want to know if his parents told him about that, or if Snoke told him, and Snoke may have, like, delivered the helmet, thinking, mm-hmm. like, hmm. So I don't know how he got the helmet. I think that it was Snoke. Um, yeah. I, I don't know that that's anything beneficial, though, as far as, like, how he got it. How he found out, though, or I guess how it's assumed, because it's, it's talked about in Bloodline, where it comes out that Vader was Leia, because she's still a, a Senate official at this point. Mm. Um, she's she's a politician, essentially. Yeah. Um, before she becomes general and goes off with the resistance. Um, they It comes out through the holonet that Vader is related to Leia, and that that's vader's daughter and everything and she she tries to get that out to ben before he finds out but he is off training with uncle luke so she doesn't get to him quick enough so yeah can we just talk about double standards for a second <laughs> let's, I just let's talk about, about it i just thought about something okay i tried to go on too big of a rant but i just thought about something <laughs> i like so your I, rants though i kind of want to know what kind of reaction was given to her when she was they were like everyone knew mm-hmm. because Obviously, Vader was was something. Mm-hmm. Like he was pretty scary. He was something. He was someone you didn't want to meet a, in the dark. A mass, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Not even in the day. Rogue One. <laughs> Not right. even in the day. Not even with the lights on. Thank you for saying that anyway. Because yeah. <laughs> in Rogue One, I all I can think about is Jen's reaction she got mm-hmm. when she was discovered as Urso's daughter. They were like that traitor. He built the Death Star. Why would we trust you? Hmm. They were wary of her because of yeah. who she was and her name. Mm-hmm. And then even more wary that he would be lying in order to compromise the rebels as well. So I'm wondering if Leia was met with that much like hostility, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I could imagine way. quite a lot because, I mean, like, this, this your man. Your father's destroyed the universe, essentially. Multiple lives. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Families' lives. Like, your father is probably the main reason. Well, I'm here because <laughs> I've been in the fight since I was seven years old. Like, you know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Now, that would be interesting because as far as like seeing with the New Republic and stuff like that, I haven't read Bloodlines. That's one that I do want to read because I've heard that it's got a lot of insight into the New Republic and the Resistance and kind of really a lot of the aftermath of when everybody finds out who Vader was to Leia and everything. Um, and then it's got a little bit to do with Kylo. Um, but I mean, I would be interested to know really what all happened with that and how she was treated and everything. I don't, I don't imagine it was a warm welcome in any sense of the word, Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, hmm. but no, and, and that's the thing is that I feel like Ben Kylo, um, would have held that against her. And that would have been one more thing that Snoke would have used to be like, oh yeah, they couldn't even be bothered to tell you, man. Yeah. Like, they didn't want to even tell you that you're the lineage of. Darth Vader and everything. And so it's just kind of like one, it's the Palpatine complex all over again, feeding into his insecurities and all this other kind of stuff and mm, putting his teeth in him. Snoke so. was a little different to me because he was like, take that ridiculous thing off. Well, at that point. And that's not something yeah. Palpatine ever would have said to again. <laughs> well, not. Well, I mean, he did tell him that if he ever touched him with the force again, he'd kill him or he'd finish what Obi-Wan couldn't. Uh, that's, so. that's just asserting his power to me. That wasn't like yeah. a. Like I feel like Snoke was more belittling Kylo more so than he was trying to 
trying to build him up. It was more power. tearing him down. Yeah, because you know he mm-hmm. would, kept telling him that he was small and weak, and he couldn't. Yeah, he couldn't like do what he couldn't finish the job, like killing his father essentially. Mm-hmm. And then when he wore that helmet and stuff, he was like, "Take that ridiculous thing off!" Essentially, he was just always tearing him down, mm-hmm. and he so he could feel his his like fight with the good and the bad like the mm-hmm. dark and light oh side. yeah I, I one of the lines that i love where where kylo's staring down snoke and everything and he's like i killed han solo when the moment came i didn't hesitate and then snoke comes back with yeah and the deed splits you to the bone yeah. <laughs> it's just like ooh, geez <laughs> he's like calm down little boy <laughs> right like you didn't do it because you wanted to right like- absolutely so yeah, but I mean, in summation, the Skywalker family is a mess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're a mess, and Anakin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Side note: I have another topic I want to talk to you about in a minute, but I don't want to do it on the podcast. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's finish up. Um, but yeah, so I think. I think it's cool kind of looking at how Anakin affected everyone around him and everything and in more than just the ways that we physically see. Yeah. Um the just the the ties that he has to a lot of the people, how even after Ahsoka knows that Vader's gone, I still feel like there's there's more to that as far as how she feels about him and stuff like that. And so I wonder if she makes that separation in her head now too. Um, of Anakin and Vader. That, yeah. That that wasn't Anakin and, and everything. I wonder if she does that or if she's accepted it that way. That could be interesting to see. So True. I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Very excited to uh, see what comes of that and everything. Uh, but yeah, so guys, so after all this Anakin talk, make sure you uh, jump on Battlefront 2. Come hang out with us at Kessel Run Weekly Gamertag. I guess there's not an at with a gamertag. I'm very sorry. Habit. <laughs> Force of habit. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> but yes, gamertag Kesseron Weekly on Xbox. Um, and uh, we'll be playing The Chosen One. Woo-woo. Yes, very exciting. Um, so yeah. So Christian, you want to close us out? Yeah. So thank you everyone for listening or watching another episode of Kessel Run Weekly. Um, if you enjoyed this episode or any of our previous episodes, please go and uh write and review us on apple podcast if you leave us a five-star review we will read it on a future episode um yeah we we love the reviews we love the questions too so absolutely keep, keep giving us the questions or the comments or um anything you want to know or discuss i mean mm-hmm. it can be a discussion topic if you want us to you know talk about if you want us to go deeper into anakin or talk about more about palpatine or you know, having a soak episode, anything like that, just let us know on our website or Absolutely. you can let us know through um, Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. any of our um, definitely social media platforms. We've got a lot of exciting things in the works. We do. Uh, with our friends Cheyenne and Anna, uh, who have officially joined our Kessel Run Weekly team. Uh, so definitely stay tuned for that. If you're not already subscribed, please subscribe. Yeah. So that way you don't miss a thing. Exactly. Um, but you can also find us on social media at Kessel Run Weekly on Instagram, Facebook, and the Twitter and on our website kesselronweekly.com um, we have a little uh, subscription box on, on our website too which is kind of cool like you can subscribe to the website so anytime we post a new episode and it goes live on the website you get an email that mm-hmm. says hey by the way coolness has happened so <laughs> <laughs> so definitely uh, definitely do that if, if, if 
you so choose. Um, also, to let you guys know, next week uh, we will be uh, releasing our episode one day early for our celebration of Rebels Remembered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm sure a lot of you may have seen the hashtag kind of pulled around and everything. Uh, we're going to be talking about our fav- favorite Rebels moments uh, for March 5th. So definitely watch for that. And it's going to be exciting. Yep. Yay. So cool, guys. So, and until next time, my name is Danny. And I'm Kristen. And may the force be with you. Always.